Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show. <laughs> Welcome to this bright ray of sunshine. I am a bright ray of sunshine today because we're going to talk about a gift of the Holy Spirit called knowledge. <gasps> you totally sound like a newscaster. Really? Well, we... we Back to you. Thank you, Layperson Lisa. So we've talked about wisdom, knowledge, counsel, and fortitude. And now we're going to talk about knowledge that I think you just mentioned. I we said knowledge. About so we talked about wisdom, understanding, understanding, <laughs> counsel. Sometimes people right. confuse the three. Fortitude. And now we're going to talk about knowledge. Welcome back. I'm back, everybody. All right. All right. Let's get it. Let's go. So, Lisa, talk to me about the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is knowledge. It allows. What? <laughs> It allows people to judge rightly concerning the truths of faith and to know what is right and wrong in terms of worldly versus the teachings of the church. Yeah, and you know, Lisa, there's a lot of influences um, in the world. And everything everything in creation, right, has been created by God. And mm -hmm. so it's been created um, uh, to be good, right? But I think in many ways, the um, world has taken things that were intended for good, right? And have turned them into something less. They twist the truth. Yeah, and for whatever reason, you know, uh, Adam and Eve just popped in my head in the okay. Garden of Eden, right? Okay. And and so um, they used to walk around the garden free, right? Yep. But then all of a sudden they realized they were naked. Right. And and then they became afraid and they clothed themselves. Right. So you know this, this so that that freedom was is now away. been you know, taken away. Mm -hmm. But now you know we've taken it to a whole nother level. Um, what are you laughing about? Because if you speak the truth, it's like cancel culture. Yeah, there's the cancel culture. And then, you know, we have taken um, the beauty, right, of the body, for example, right? And uh, it is totally subverted now. It's yeah. just it's just crazy what's going on with pornography and, and everything else. Yeah. And so um, what was originally intended to be something beautiful, right, mm -hmm. uh, not to be objectified, has become exactly the opposite. Right. Right, something that is used for self-seeking pleasure and objectification. Right. So we are on exactly, and so I'm not sure how that relates to knowledge, but that's what knowledge in my of head. good and evil. Right, and we have definitely, um, in a lot of ways, gone to the evil path of things. Don't you think? Yes, but knowledge is not something that you get by reading a lot of books or trying to earn a lot of degrees or whatnot, it also can be things that are inspired from God. Because um, atheists or non-Catholics can be more knowledgeable about the faith by reading the Catechism. It doesn't mean that they follow it. But when um, we are full of the gift of knowledge, then we follow those truths. Yeah, and, and so just because you know something I'm going to use another one. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you understand it. Oh, good one. Right, and, yeah. and, and how it actually applies. And a lot of people think they have the knowledge of something mm -hmm. because they can say it, but they don't understand the depth of it. Mm -hmm. Or they may have the knowledge of a church teaching, right, Lisa, but it hasn't connected with their heart. Yes. And even having knowledge doesn't mean that you're going to use that knowledge in the right way, like I said at the beginning mm -hmm. about Adam and Eve, right? And I think that's a big problem today is that oftentimes knowledge becomes twisted, right, mm -hmm. to suit the needs of, of whoever or whatever. Or a certain viewpoint. Exactly. They'll exactly. twist the truth and omit certain things and 
make it their own truth. Well, and I think we see a lot of this. That's why there are over 30,000 or 40,000 different um, Christian faiths now, right? Mm. Because um, we've kind of gotten very relative in our understanding of, 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 of the church and its teachings. The knowledge um, has been changed to meet the needs of whatever a particular group is. Right, whatever their beliefs they want to take on. Or... Right. So that, that, that can be very challenging. So what else do you have, Lisa, on knowledge? It's the capacity to know God and love him. It's having a deep trust and sureness about the Lord and knowing the truths of Christian revelation. So what, when you say, so w things are revealed to us by God in so many different ways, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this this morning um, in Bible study about discernment mm -hmm. and the fact that, so Father Tom, he said, uh, part of discernment is realizing that God is communicating and revealing himself to you in um, your daily life. Yeah. Right? Through other people. Catechism 142. Catechism 142? 122? In the 100s. Check it out. I will check it out and then I will edit it so that it's correct. <laughs> Make a computer voice say the right one. Right. Well, now you just say it's Catechism 142. Catechism. <laughs> catechism 142. Just say them both and then, and then I can just edit everything else out. Okay. So can you do that? Catechism 142, no. 124, 122, 122. Okay, good. So I will cut and fix that so that you sound as brilliant as you are. I sound knowledgeable. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that I wanted to talk about, Lisa, was this fact that we need to connect our minds, right, where mm -hmm. we gain knowledge with our heart. Mm -hmm. And so often, this is where I've seen people who have tremendous knowledge about their faith and mm. you would think that knowledge would help inform your faith to a point that it touched your heart right which it should but that's not always not if the you case. separate the two right and you and you shouldn't because the two are um, make up make up who you are right they you work together they work together um, to help you really um, um, bring that knowledge to life and to real to help you to reveal God in your life as well to see God and where he is at so what else do you have, Lisa? I have a quote from Pope Francis. Oh, cool. Let's hear it. The knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit, however, is not limited to human knowledge. It is a special gift which leads us to grasp through creation the greatness and love of God and his profound relationship with every creature. I think I think Pope Francis was just copying what I just said. I think he was. Yeah, because you know, through through creation, right, we realize the greatness with which God loves us. Yeah. And have you ha do you have any examples of that in your own life, where where that has happened? Oh, I always think like if I see a um, like a blue heron like just standing outside, I always feel like that's kind of like God looking over me. Somebody told me a story the other day, and I can't remember. Also, oh, I was at the retreat center last week, and I mm -hmm. took a picture picture and posted. Oh, the praying squirrel! Yeah, the, the squirrel was sitting there, and he was going like yeah, this. Yeah, I know everybody says, "Well, they're always like this," but. His hands were together. They yeah, were clasped. Yeah, so it was very kind of cool. Um, and, and I could have just said, well, that's just a stupid squirrel who keeps putting holes all over the yard. But it was... Rude. I could have said that. Yeah, no, I know. The squirrel was being rude. Yes, but, you know, the squirrel was in the prayer position. Yes. And so I, that's actually what I saw. I had to kind of stop Yeah. and go, oh, this is very cool. He's a God in creation. Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of this. And I think that's uh, one of the uh, beautiful things about the St. Clair Retreat Center, right? You have these environments that are being created 
where people take information or knowledge that they're gaining from a retreat, right? Mm -hmm. And then they go outside and they sit in the rosary garden or maybe do the Stations of the Cross and um, God starts to kind of piece those things together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what they've learned and connecting those to their heart. Mm -hmm. What else do you have, Lisa? Well, there is a relationship between knowledge and the other gifts of the Holy Spirit. They all tie together. Which we've been saying. Which we've been saying. I think in every single episode, right? Yes. So that's not surprising. So I want to um, give you a quote here from uh, uh, St. James, right? So it says, oh, yeah. he says that, rather, he said that, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? So this gives us a clue of what knowledge actually means, right? Knowledge just for the sake of knowledge is no good unless we put it to some active use. Yeah. And isn't that so true? If we, if we know about something yet we don't act on it, then what good is it? In fact, I'm going to take this one step further. It could be a sin of omission. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And it's also you're really not allowing that gift to be expressed to the rest of the world, right? Because you're holding you're holding yourself back. Yeah. Right. So just even let's say the the, the gift that you have, right, to be able to um, to share and to um, to do all these different retreats and to do this podcast. I mean, if you started to hold back on that, that wouldn't be good, right? Yet that is our tendency sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, I think we're, we might have fear or not feel like we might do a good job or feel like, like there might be somebody more uh, effective at it. Well, there probably are people that are more effective. Oh, yes, there are people more effective at podcasts than, than, sure. than, no, than we are at podcasts, <laughs> what I'm saying. But at the same time, I think we, we in our own way, right, um, are, are unique and courageous, yeah. right? Going back to the episode of, for, episode of Fortitude yes. to step out and, and to do these things. So I think the big point for me in, in, in knowledge is, number one, that knowledge has to be used and understood in a, an appropriate way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to recognize how that knowledge can be connected to our heart mm -hmm. in such a way that we recognize the tremendous love that God has for each one of us um, and that he invites us to experience that love um, through because it's like if the more you know about somebody some, somebody right um, typically the hopefully the more you're going to like that person yeah. so I would like to think in the case of God the more that we know about God um, the more we will fall in love with him oh yeah right but it has to be a it has to be kind of a um, you have to fall in love with him, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not good enough. So, oh, yeah, God, he's, he's, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's all the omnis, and that's great, and yeah, I'm going to be saved one day. And We have to spend time with him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and enter into a relationship like we yeah. talked about. So what else do you have? Because I'm talking too much. Oh, with the gift of understanding, we understand the meaning of God. The gift of knowledge is more than accumulation of facts, which is what you have been saying. So we understand the meaning of God. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that statement because God's a mystery. I mean, we can understand certain aspects, like He's merciful and loving, and and He did pour Himself into humanity, right? Right. So right. He has walked the earth. Oh yeah. He died. Right. Um. He He's experienced all of the things it is to be human except for sin. Right. And 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 so I think I think that's that's pretty, in the most profound way, you know, God pouring Himself into our humanity is 
that one way that we can come to know him to know him or understand him. Yeah, you like that the word knowledge has the word know in it. K N O W. That's why I used it. Oh, very good. <laughs> right over my head there, pretty quickly, layperson Lisa. What else do you have? Oh, let's see. This gift provides some great value for sanctification sanctification of the soul, introspection, enabling the person to see the state of his soul, detachment from material things. Did we already go over this? Well, I mean, we didn't really talk about detachment of, of material things. And um, repentance for the misuse of material things or when they have been allowed to become obstacles to God. Which is what I talked about at the beginning. So okay. like when you, when you take um, the beauty of creation or the beauty of people, right? And you turn it into something objectified, to, objectified yeah. to make money, then you have totally misused. Or right? even just objectified in general. It's not even to make money. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, it, it is to make oh, money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, but yeah. Anytime, anytime you get into objectifying, then you're you you're going in the wrong direction. Definitely going. Yes, you are absolutely correct. I mean, our knowledge should grow, grow help us grow closer to God. Yes, and into a greater. Um, uh, awareness of who God is in our life mm -hmm. and how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yes. What else do you have? Well, I think that's about it. That's all you got? No more quotes or anything from uh, like Proverbs Saint or anything? Oh, or? yes. One moment. Okay. If, if, this is from Proverbs 2. If you receive my words and treasure my commands, turning your ear to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call for intelligence and to understanding, Raise your voice. If you seek her like silver and like hidden treasures, search her out, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, which is another gift. Well, they mentioned quite the a knowledge. few gifts. Oh, that. yeah, the knowledge of God you will find. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Oh, yeah, way to work those um, gifts in there, Proverbs. That was, that was a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, oh, did you lean off the screen? Now you're going to sit back. There you go. You got to move forward. Very good. It's been a year and a half, but I'm still training her on, on how to stay on the screen. And you're not doing a very good job. I know, because I'm so concerned about you staying on the screen um, that I don't pay attention to what I'm doing. So anyway, continue to learn about God, okay, to grow in knowledge of God, but also to realize the many different ways that that is informed. It's not just putting your nose in a book. It's not just learning a bunch of facts. Right, it's actually encountering the living God in what you are are reading, um, in who you are encountering, and what you see in the environment. Your mind has to be connected with your heart, um, which will lead you to action, right, as well um, as we talked about. So I think all of these things have to come together if knowledge is going to be fruitful. And I think, um, like when we're reciting prayers, like um, what do you call prayers, like? That are already written. Wrote. Wrote. They're called wrote okay. prayers. So like when you're praying wrote prayers, mm -hmm. if you're just reading the words and not praying and reflecting and meditating on them, um, then I think that's you mean an obstacle. Whereas you should kind of try to really picture or feel how they, uh, what the words mean. Okay, so I, I, I like this, Lisa. I think this is a great point because, I mean, so the Gloria and, oh, yeah. and the Nicene Creed, I don't know that those are called prayers. Oh, really? I mean, 
Well, the Nicene Creed is a profession of faith. Okay. Right. This right. is what we believe. Right. And the Gloria is a song of praise to God. Oh, and like the great Amen. Like. Right. Oh, today yeah. when I was at mass, Amen. You really need to proclaim like it's the great Amen, not the lame Amen, like Father Mike Schmidt said. Right. The so, lame Amen. The yeah, you have to really like Amen. That's how you should. Well, I think. I. That's how I like to say Amen when I receive the Eucharist. Well, it is. It is. You go, amen. <laughs> yes, I do. Little, little head nod, amen. So I, 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 I've distributed communion to her a couple of times, so I, I know how she is. But I think you bring up a really good point because in all of these things, I mean, it, it drives me nuts when I look out and we're singing the Gloria, which is supposed to be like the super Joyful, happy song. yes. And people are like, like me at the beginning of the podcast, glory to God in the highest. <laughs> And when is this going to be over? Oh. How much more time do I have left oh, here at Mass? No. And then you get to the Nicene Creed. This is what I see. They're not even do they're not even saying anything. A lot of the people. Oh they're maybe just, they forgot the prayer cards are there. They're there. I can see one person saying it, holding a book, and the person right beside them who's their spouse or their their son or daughter is not saying anything oh. at all. And I will look at them. Stare him down. I stared. I stare down everybody. Oh, I don't stare him down in a bad way, but I look at him and I go, "Glory to God." <laughs> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Need a point. Maker of heaven and earth. I haven't done that yet. Uh, that might get me. Point him out. That might get me in trouble. Uh, but um, you know, I do try to encourage people and to model the way. Um, and so you're right. I think if that knowledge that we're learning is not alive in our hearts. Well, you know what Father Prince used to say, like, um, during, like, confirmations, um, the adult confirmation, sure. the, um, you know, like, you have to, the confirmandes, confirmandes has certain lines that they're supposed to say, and if they're just like, blah, 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 he'd be like, I can't hear you. That's so cool. he would make them, like, proclaim it. And that's what we should do. Yeah. Right? And we, and we shouldn't be fearful. And, 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 and it's once again here, I'm telling you what to do, but you don't even understand why you're doing it or it hasn't connected with your heart. Because if it's connected with your heart, then the knowledge and the things that you learn will become transformative Yeah. in who you are as a Christian, right? Right. So I think what we're saying from Deacon Dave and layperson Lisa is, is that the next time and every other time you, you say or sing the Gloria, have a smile or happiness on your face. And feel the words. Feel that you are praising the Lord. Exactly. Nicene Creed, when you're professing your faith, act like you. You believe those things you're saying. Exactly. And then even the Our Father, right? Oh, yeah. That's probably the most rote of all rote prayers. Yet I mean, it's Jesus' word, so right. there's no more ultimate prayer. Right. But but we can just roll right oh, on Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's not helping us, right? Right. I mean, we say the Our Father, but do we understand? Are we, we really forgiving knowledge? others as God forgives us? Are we still holding grudges? Yeah, so when those words come alive in a way that manifests themselves such that it has a positive effect on our lives, then we know that the knowledge we're learning, um, we're doing it the right way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right, I am Deacon Dave. I am Layperson Lisa. See you, see you next time. Bye. The views expressed on the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show are our own and not that of the Diocese of Richmond nor any person or organization affiliated or doing business with the Diocese of Richmond.